als Hagen denken es mit. Ja, immer wenn was los ist, mein Well, 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 welcome back to the Triple F. It is me, Simon W. again, looking to help us through today on the Clash of the Titans. Here we are. It is, it is the 15th of June. It is the middle of the month, and we are poised for a great, great contest this evening. France and Germany in Munich. Literally the Clash of the Titans. Hard to know how this ended up being a first-round game, but it is. This is the beauty of a random draw, I suppose. It's the beauty also of the Germans having a difficult qualifying campaign and not quite being uh, the force that they have been. But do not be fooled. So we have literally the glitterati, the galacticos of European football clashing tonight in Munich. We have uh, in the starting lineups, there are no less than seven Bayern Munich players, two PSG players and three Real Madrid players. So over half the players on the pitch are going to be from those massive clubs. Um, we have two of the greatest nations in uh, tournament history. Both teams, both teams have won the Euros and the World Cup in on many occasions. The Germans, we, the, what can you say about the Germans? The old adage is never bet against the Germans, and I certainly would not. The Germans won the Euros in 72, 80, and 96. Unfortunately, at Wembley, and of course, as we know, with all the stars on their shirts, they've won the World Cup now four times, uh, most recently being in Brazil, where they actually crushed the host in the semifinal. Uh, the French, got to remember, as when I was a kid, they won the Euros in 84 with the great Platini teams. They then popped up with the World Cup on home soil um, in 98, Euro 2000. Should they have won the Euros in 2016 again on home soil? Absolutely. Um, they really, really shit the bed on that one. And of course, they won the World Cup in Russia a few years ago. So we genuinely do have the heavyweights of world football. This is more like a quarterfinal, a semifinal, or dare I say it, a final. Absolutely incredible that these two teams are playing on the fourth or fifth day of the tournament here. So let's look at the two teams here. So the French have to be favorites. Their lineup is just ridiculous. Um, they have this incredible system in France. They built Claire Fontaine, their academy, a number of decades ago. They have drawn upon that pool of immigrant talent and, and, French, and French heritage talent out of Paris. Um, they just have an amazing, amazing group of players. They're going to go in with a 3-4-3. Excuse me, no, they're not. They're going, to, okay. <laughs> they're going to go in with a four and a four diamond in the middle and two up front. Their back four all play for the glitterati of Europe. You've got the two fullbacks who play for Bayern Munich, Varane from Madrid, uh, and Kimbempe for PSG. In front of that, we know this guy very well, N'Golo Kante, probably the finest defensive midfielder on the planet right now. He is going to sit in front of that four, clean up the mess. He's going to feed on the left, Pogba, and on the right, Rabiot. Two incredible link players. And who are they going to link to? They're going to link to Griezmann, playing 10, dropping in. Um, and they're going to, and he's also going to feed the ball out wide to Mbappe and Benzema. Benzema is probably going to play more as the central striker. But what a group. And frankly, if they need to make substitutions, it gets even better. I mean, the French can bring on, um, can bring on a Giroud if they want a target man. Um, they can bring on Kingsley Coman 
playing either left or right, usually right side, another Bayern Munich player, a very exciting winger. Thomas Lamar, Atletico Madrid, to play on the left. Um, they can bring on Tolisso, another central midfielder from Bayern Munich. They can bring on Usmane Dembele. They can bring on Kunde as a centre-back. Dembele obviously is a very exciting winger and striker. They are awash with talent. Um, if I was a French fan, I'd feel fairly, fairly confident tonight. Now the Germans. Germans have had a troubling few years. Germans had a very difficult World Cup in 2018. Germans, we think, are going to be on a downward curve. I completely disagree. Completely disagree. The German team, they are, in fact, going to go with a 3-4-3. And they're going to have uh, Gundogan from Man City and Cruz sitting in front of their back three. Very, very versatile players. Cruz is probably going to take a couple of steps back and sit. Gundogan is going to be able to drive forward out wide. I, th I think truly the strength of their team. They have Goosens on the left and Kimmich on the right playing as wingbacks. These guys are fast, they are athletic, they are direct. And then up front, they're going to be linking with the front, obviously linking with the front three. Muller is going to play as a centre forward, Thomas Muller of Bayern Munich. And then on the left side, Goosens is going to be making interplays with Nabry, former Arsenal player, now Bayern Munich. And on the right side, Kimmich is going to be doing the same with Kai Havertz. This is going to be another fast, effective, and pragmatic German team. A lot more speed on the outside than we have traditionally had from Germany. So both teams are fast, have explosion, have, they're gonna have a strong structure, they're gonna have great shape, very strong midfield, goalkeepers are solid. Um, this game is gonna be about fine margins. Having said that, it's gonna be a game with a lot of structure and a lot of shape and a lot of discipline, but there's going to be moments of speed, explosion, and high quality that are going to win it. My, my initial thought here was it's gonna be very tight, a 2-1 to France. Honestly, I could see that going the other way, but I'm going to stay with it. 2-1 to France. Possibility that the French get on a roll, possibly nick a 3-1. But I'm going to go with a 2-1 for France. And uh, I will see you back after the game. Absolute massive, massive clash. I can't believe we get to enjoy this one so early. All right, I will see you guys when the game has finished. All right, Triple F. We have just witnessed a pretty fantastic game here. Uh, France won, Germany nothing. What it, it lived up to all the billing. Uh, maybe not as many goals, maybe not as much uh, exciting action. Um, but in terms of an opening game of a tournament, strong teams, fabulous shape, really nice tempo, extremely high technical quality. Um, if we look at how the game went, uh, the Germans really, I thought, did themselves proud today. Uh, as I said in the preview, they came in really under a cloud. Uh, it's Yoki Love's last tournament. A lot of his legacy is going to be based around this. They have been quite underrated, but actually they really pushed all game. Um, they, I thought they had fabulous energy, and I think it was probably fair to be a 1-1 game. Um, of course, we saw the rise and the use of VAR during the Premier League season, and uh, there it was again. And actually, I'm really glad it was um, being used tonight. Both of those VAR decisions from uh, the goal by Mbappe on 66 minutes 
and then right at the end for Benzema, absolutely, absolutely not goals and offside. And that really would have killed off the game and been an injustice to Germany. Uh, I felt that Germany, again, you know, really, really pushed hard. I think that the French are, are, a, superior, are a superior team. Uh, but this had really had everything that became a game of this quality should have had. Again, very, very strong, very, very, um, very, very tight structure. Both teams came out and filled space, especially the French. So let's take a look at the French now and how I thought they did and how they can be moving through. Uh, very, very well organized. Held their two lines of four extremely well indeed. And uh, Kante is the best, one of the top five best players in the world. And within the first five minutes, he'd had four touches and three tackles. Just amazing player. And he marshaled his back to uh, um, Kim Ben Kim. Kimpembe, I can hardly say it, and Baran, he worked beautifully with his centre-halves, um, allowed them to pick up uh, the two French strikers or the two French forward players, be it uh, Mbappe or uh, Benzema, and sat in front of them. The fullbacks tucked in and held shape too. And they really marshaled and really closed down those half spaces, which is the uh, what modern strikers are looking for. Uh, Pogba and Rabiot in the middle were busy. Um, absolutely busy, controlled the ball, spread it, um, made sure that they cut down space in front of um, Kante as well. The French were build. Was this their per perfect performance? Absolutely not. But they had so much intelligence, so much pace, so much experience. Their front three were very lively today. They will go very far in this tournament. In fact, we may have already have seen the tournament winner in France. It is theirs to lose. They will be playing... Uh, the last two games at home uh, in the group, and then they will undoubtedly be in Paris for one of the knockout games as well. So French um, French fans, watch this space. It could be your year yet again. Uh, the Germans, you know, the Germans, Germans, I think, showed a lot more energy than we were expecting. Uh, they are young, they are lively, uh, they're talented. They simply did not play to their setup. They did not play to... Um, three at the back and using wing backs. Um, they didn't use width enough. I felt, that, I felt that the yellow card for Kimmich in the first six minutes had a huge impact on the game. We saw there was one incident where um, Hernandez, um, in the 40th minute, Hernandez, the, uh, the French player, was absolutely trying to get him sent off, a little bit of play acting. Um, and I think Kimmich really played within himself because of that ridiculous six-minute booking. Um, the big problem Germany are going to have, they have a strong midfield. Um, I thought that um, Tony Cruz and Hundewan did well in the center. They don't have a number nine. How many times was Thomas Muller pulled out to the right and they really didn't have, didn't have a target man? Uh, apart from digging up Lucas Podolski, they're going, to have to, they're going to have to use Werner down the middle. He's going to have to start. He's going to have to be the big man and step up and play number nine. Back to goal, he's going to have to be the target man. If they're going to play with Kimmich and Gosens on the outside as wing backs, they have got to use them, they've got to overlap, and they've got to put in crosses in for someone in the middle to use as a target man. They need more quality in that position. And looking at the bench, they don't have another natural number nine to come in other than Timo Werner. Having said that, they will qualify. Um, they play their next two games at home again. They, will, they won't have to play three at the back and wing backs again. And I suspect they will revert back to a 4-4-2. Four, four, 
because Portugal does not have the electric pace of a Griezmann and Mbappe, et cetera, et cetera, which is why I think they played a 3-5-2. So both teams, I think, will go through. Um, the Germany-Portugal game is going to be shaping up, I think, unless there's a freak result with uh, France and Portugal, which I think France will win. The Germany-Portugal game will really be the one that decides who goes through automatically and who goes into the third-place playoff. Um, I worry for Hungary. I don't think Hungary will, will be part of the discussion in this group. Anyway, an absolute cracker of a game. Very, very excited to have been covering this one. Thanks to Sam and P, the big man. And uh, I will chat with you soon. Have a great rest of your day.